Hey, Peter. Hey. Uh, okay, so we're all stocked up on canned goods and hand sanitizer and toilet paper, but are you stocked up on piano technique? Yeah, actually, I don't have any of that stuff, but I do have my McFerrin scale and arpeggio manual, my churny exercises, my Phillips exercises for the independence of the hands, and my Kulau sonatinas. I think you're going to be all good. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Daily music advice coming at you. Coming at you today, sponsored by Open Studio. Go to openstudiojazz.com slash YHI. That's YHI as in you'll hear it. Uh, for a very special offer during these weird times that we're living through. It's we're, getting weird out there, man. It's getting weird out there. We are offering a pay uh, what you... Choose what you pay. Choose what you pay. Thank you yeah. very much. Choose what you pay uh, offer for any course we make at Open Studio. Um Lifetime access. That's lifetime access courses. You know, our mission at Open Studio is to help our global community of jazz musicians play jazz better. And that means as many folks as possible. Yeah, so we want to meet you wherever you're at. We know a lot of folks uh, uh, have lost gigs, as we have, as every musician has. Um, schools are out. Kids are home. Child care is a drag. People are getting laid off. All these horrible things are happening. So if you have some extra time and you're like, wow, I want to develop uh, my jazz skills, but I don't have the financial resources, we are here for you. Really, no offer is refused. We really just want to get these courses out to folks that could use them at this time, do our little bit of a uh, part to do that. So as Adam said, go to openstudiojazz.com slash Y-H-I, and uh, we're going to make it happen for you. That is no joke, man. The child care thing is is a serious I know. issue, man. I'm going to deal with it in my house for sure. Yeah. You're feeling it. I mean, um, for me, I don't have that. My, my kids are a little bit older, but um, you have the issue once they're going off to college. They, everyone had to come home. You had airplane booking issues right. and things like you got to move them around the country because it just stuff ended, man. And we're, um, you know, I'm so glad that we have this open studio and and this community here. The, the larger open studio community has just rallied around, uh, almost making us cry on a daily basis um, in their interest in what we're doing. So we are soldiering on, and we are here for you guys, both on the podcast, the YouTube channel. We're going to be trying to put out as much quality content as we can because uh, as long as you guys want to hear it and see it, right? That's right. Uh, you know what I just launched today uh, for our Piano Access Pass and All Access Pass members is a daily guided practice session. Yes, I'm you excited. Can find that on your dashboard uh, if you're a Piano Access Pass member or an All Access Pass member, and you can just practice with me. I'm practicing every day. I did yours today, by the way. Did you? Really? I haven't even told you that. Oh, wow. The uh, chromatic scale. Yeah, man, your voice is so soothing on there. I was a little tired when I started. It almost put me to sleep. Not in a not in a boring way. It was just you were so. It was almost like a Sam Harris experience there. Mm, you think my voice is soothing? When I'm it was very soothing. Well, I'm trying to make sure that you're breathing and that you're. Oh man, it was, the keyboard it was in instructive way. yet stern. <laughs> You're all like right, a, what are we talking about today? All right, today we're talking about seven things to practice during the pandemic. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So there is a... you want to practice washing your hands. Yeah, definitely. You know, we're not going to go through all those things. You guys know those. We're not doctors here. Um, but uh, just to reiterate, as all media outlets are telling you, listen to folks that know what the hell they're talking about. If you're in the United States like we are, CDC, licensed doctors, those kind of things, don't listen to us. But- uh, we can tell you some good things to practice when you're kind of trapped in the house because 
what are we talking about? Social distancing, doing like we're actually socially distancing ourselves here yeah, in the yeah. pod cave, minimum of six feet, you know, trying to be a good example. But uh, these are things that you can do in the practice room on your own in a safe space. And, you know, maybe since you do have some canceled gigs, some canceled work or whatever, it's a fun time to be able to kind of, bone, you know, once you get over the shock of everything to kind of bone up on things. But often, as is the case, when you get some unexpected extra time to practice, Oftentimes the question is, or the situation is a little bit of paralysis, like, oh my God, what do I practice though? So we're here to kind of help you get over that. That's right. And we're going to start with the king of uh, putting this off, <laughs> the, the the one thing that you've probably put off way Louis too long. Armstrong. No. The king of jazz. King, no. It's the king of jazz. Okay. No, the, the, the king of, of uh, procrastination here. Okay. Scales. Scales. A lot yes. of musicians are scared of them or just don't want to do them. They're like the vegetables to... Uh, the meat and potatoes, but you got to do it. Yes. And I think this is an area that when you've got extra time, look, a lot of times when you're just trying to cram into your practice stuff, you're getting ready for gigs or things that you're excited about. That's all fine and good. But look, now you got some real time. That's right. So you can't avoid eating your vegetables now. You know what I'm saying? And this is kind of like, like we did some cleanup at the studio the other morning. And, you know, the first thing was to do that deep cleaning and cleaning off all the surfaces. It's a drag, but you've got to get that part done so that you can get to the more important work. So that's kind of what scale practice is. But, yeah, the, the, the main thing, I think, is to slow everything down, okay? Now you've got the time to do that. You can get to some really fruitful practice with skill, scales. Take your time. Relish in the opportunity to... You know, almost be stoic about it. Can we That's be right. stoic about our scale practice? Is that all right? This I is a good time for stoicism. It, stoicism is very helpful at this time. Yeah. yeah. If, if you haven't read your read up on your Marcus Aurelius, get in there. That's right. Uh, I'm going to link here to, if you look in the description, um, I'm going to, which is uh, why Peter got scared. That's an inside joke. <laughs> uh, I'm going to link here to a YouTube video that we made about how to practice scales. Nice. Just a couple of weeks ago uh, yeah. here on the podcast. But we did a, a YouTube version of it. Uh, click the link and check it out on YouTube where you can see the light up keyboards and everything about how to practice scales if you're looking for some inspiration uh, for your scale practice. Right. And the idea with the stoic side to this with any kind of technical practice is like this is a time to be like, you know what, I'm going to buckle down and do the stuff that's hard to do because I've got the time but because I care and because I, I, I want to be ready once all this passes to really come out and go next level with my playing and, right. and give the world my musical voice, which which it needs to hear. That's right. Uh, okay, our number two is to learn a second instrument or a new skill. Now, this is like a cross-training principle, mm. right? So if you exercise the same muscles over and over and over again, eventually uh, they're not going to respond as well as they did at first. So oh, I thought you were going to say eventually you get huge guns like Peter. Well, what? you do, but only on one specific muscle group. This is I why know. professional athletes cross-train. They exercise yes. the, the smaller muscles, the muscles that aren't primary muscles to their uh, to their goal, but are going to help them perform overall in the long run. Question. And this is what, yeah. What's a smaller muscle? I don't understand that oh, concept. Boy. Sorry. That's, okay. that's cocky right there. <laughs> no, but this is where something like learning how to sing or compose if you don't compose or ear training or mm-hmm. anything that we would consider maybe secondary to just playing our instrument, right? Yeah. Uh, this is your time to get on that, right? You maybe a, a time little... if, to learn a piano, I mean, we're biased That's here, right, but if yeah. you're not if a you don't play the piano and you have a keyboard at your crib and yep. you're kind of chilling at your crib a lot, maybe now's a little time to uh, check out some uh, some beginning piano stuff. Uh, um, a little chitara, as they say in the uh, in the Iberian Peninsula. Are you going for that? You, you made it one of your goals I this know, year. I know. I made it. A, that's, see, that was a big mistake. I should have made it a 30-day goal. Uh, you but should. My, I might make it a... a, a Maybe I'll make it this month goal. Yeah. I mean, I got the guitar out. I got it physically into a space. Do an April goal of guitar. That's nice. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. What's number three? 
Uh, number three is to practice uh, your composition skills. Um, so this is another area that unless you are, you know, normally folks, when they get a commission to do something, if you're lucky enough to get that or an arranging uh, gig or whatever, um, sometimes this gets pushed to the back burner because we're doing the more practical things, more of the revenue generating musical practice ideas. That's right. But I mean, composition, the world needs your composition. I don't know how much we can stress this. Yeah. Yes, of course, the world needs Deloney Smunk and Wolfgang and Medeus Mozart. We already have those. Yeah. It needs yours. So um, I'm talking to Peter Martin as much as I'm talking to you guys out there. Yeah. It's like this is such a great time to, to look a little bit inward musically and see what we can pull out of ourselves to give the world that's right yeah write a song or or write a tune or if you just want to like i love how you said practice your composition skills if you really want to practice some some orchestration and arranging skills take a, a standard that you know really really well yeah and then use four or five voices Ooh. and and arrange it out that's right and four or five you know SATV kind of style voices yep. and see if you can good get great voice leading the whole way. I mean that that is a challenge and if you don't yeah. do that on the regular it's like any other skill it's like it goes away so you got to keep up with it. Great way to practice comp composition that and then one other I'll throw in there for practicing composition is to transcribe a composition totally. much in the way we would transcribe a but I mean like really nail every part I always think about Thelonious Monk Absolutely. you know where like you get exactly what the kind of Wayne Shorter any of our great jazz composers the same way you'd learn a solo and get all the nuances of it but yeah. transcribing and writing it out and while you're transcribing the compositions I think it's a great it's a great way to to learn why they did what they did so ask like why did Monk go here here why does that sound the way it does yes. what effect analysis. was he going through a little, a little on analysis, the fly analysis the, the composition is even a little uh, easier to do than uh, improvised solos because there's a little bit more you know of the moment in the improvised solo but yeah. the composition is more thought out so very good very good tuned. Uh, okay, number four is learning tunes that you should have known. Yes. And that I should have known. Exactly. My, my Great American Songbook standard list is weaker than it's ever been, <laughs> I think, even though I'm older than I've ever been. No, it's probably, there's probably tunes there that, that you thought you didn't know, but, you know, I, I there could like be some I've forgotten more too. tunes now than I yeah, <laughs> yeah. actually know. Yeah. Well, and that could be part of, the, you know, when we say learning tunes that you should have known, maybe it's ones that you always kind of new yeah. or like I know for pianists a lot of times we'll sort of know the changes or be able to fake our way through but we always know like if we had to play it solo piano that's right that's the test that's the test I think that's a good thing even if, if so if you're a pianist or a guitarist uh, even if you just took a list of the tunes that you quote unquote know right see if you can play the melodies to them solo uh, piano and if you can't you don't really know it exactly yeah and I mean and then the kind of inverse of that is horn players singers that like know the melody but they don't really know the changes yeah, or the root movement yeah. like if they have a really good rhythm section or pianist playing they can hear and, and they have good ears they yeah. can kind of skate above but can it. you sing the root movement right yeah. exactly can yeah. you sit down at the piano and play it That's come right. on now all right, what's number five? Number five is, oh, so this is one I just started a little bit yesterday. Uh, um, and this is definitely one of those things that I only do when I just have extra time or thoughtfulness or whatever. And that's work on my sight reading. Mm. And I like to work on it, you know, because oftentimes we're doing, I mean, sight reading to me is one of those skills that is, I don't know, it's basically the opposite of riding a bike. You you do forget it or you lose it after a while. You know, like they say, you never forget how to ride a bike you get back on a bike it's like you've never been off of it to me sight reading in my experience is like i've there was a time when i could do it really well because i was doing it a lot you know and then when you're not doing it a lot 
uh, you kind of lose that skill. And so I always like to keep it up, even if I don't have to have it. And so what I do is we'll just do like 20 minutes, 15 minutes a day of um, reading through sonatinas and maybe even some of the simpler Mozart sonatas. I just got a couple books sitting at home on the piano. and I'll just kind of flip to somewhere. I mean, I've played most of the stuff, but it's been long enough that I don't really know it. And for sight reading, for working on sight reading, you really need to get stuff that's totally fresh to you. But the idea is that you pick a tempo that you can get through, but you do not stop. Like once you start, you, even keep if you're, going. you have to keep going or else you're not working on sight reading. You're learning the song. Yeah. I bought a book of, um, of Bach chorales that I've been working through mm, sight reading. Those are good. You know, just straight, like you said, straight, straight uh, front to back, no stopping. Yeah. Just barely. Doesn't matter through. how bad it is. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then the other part, you can go next level of practicing this. And this is something, uh, that, uh, basically learning how to fake your way through that where you can leave certain things out and right. just but the process will actually take you through that where you're sort of just charging ahead you're not stopping to fix all right number six we have learning solos if you've been putting off sort of transcribing new solos and you have a little extra time on your hands this is the time and that can be a timely uh, endeavor yeah all these things actually are pretty timely endeavors yeah and, and well, maybe not uh, sight reading or learning tunes but learning solos is surely uh, time consuming when you get deep into it. Yes. And hey, now's your time. Get deep exactly. into it. Go yeah, I mean, it. this is like, you know, like I thought it was finally going to be the chance I got to watch The Irishman all the way through. Oh, And every yeah. time I start, it says three hours and 49 minutes. And it's so good. I can't get past that first scene with old Robert De Niro. I can't even get back to See, young Yeah, I haven't even started it because of that time. <laughs> but that's just the thing. We don't have to watch, as Kelly's always telling me, you don't have to watch it all but in then a you row. lose the vibe, don't you? I, I don't know. I've only watched the first 10 minutes and then I... <laughs> I fall asleep on the couch. That's funny. You do have to start before, I would like to say 11 p.m., but like 8.15. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, okay. Finally, number seven, and that's to practice performance. Ooh. Uh, like I'm clapping at a performance. I'm, I'm clapping for number seven. That's good. Right? Yay. So a lot of us are not going to have performances for a little bit. That's right. And so we want to stay sharp for performance. I've been just videoing myself perform uh, like, a, like a fool. I've been videoing myself every time I practice. I try to put a performance in there that I can uh, that I can record and then come back to. Do you get up to... dressed up in gig attire before you do that? Well, my gig attire is usually just a t-shirt and jeans, so no. Uh, and then, you know, Ladies so... and gentlemen, Adam Mattis, the world's oldest millennial! No, but you know what? <laughs> if you want to then take this to the next level, you know, to kind of keep your... Go your... sport jacket, jeans, and flannel shirt. That's right. That's next that's level. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's what I recommend. <laughs> now, if you want to go next level, you know, this is also an opportunity to up your social media game with this. So post your performances to Instagram or Facebook, what you're working on. You know what I mean? Keep your face out there. Yep. Let, Start never... trolling Wayne Shorter on social media. This is a great time to do that, right? Oh, don't do that. <laughs> is that upping your social Just media please game? leave Wayne Shorter alone. He's done enough for us. <laughs> Um, yes, good stuff. So what you mean by social media is like specifically putting up some musical performances, right? Yeah, so whatever performances you record as you're practicing your performance, if you think it's good enough to share, yes. uh, go ahead and put it up and say, hey, here's me just shedding on, you know, uh, Blackbird by the Beatles or whatever. Yeah, and I think most folks actually, oh, we're on social media. I was just going to give you some oh, was good. I like some it. outro music. No, it's kind of like, um, you know, unlike what people will post on social media of gigs that they're at as spectators, they'll put anything up. doesn't matter the quality. It's true. Normally, when people record themselves, they want it to be at a certain level. So this can actually inspire you a little bit of social media pressure knowing your stuff is out there. But don't be afraid to put your stuff out there. world needs it. And don't be afraid to go to openstudiojazz.com slash YHI. No. 
be I mean, yeah, no, do not be yeah, do not afraid. be afraid. I mean, yes, go there because you're not afraid. Everything is safe there and uh we've got all your needs. We're still doing our are we still doing it? We yes, still we're still doing it. it. As long as people need it, choose what you pay. We never thought we'd say that, but it's working out beautifully. So come to uh, openstudiojazz.com slash YHI. Choose your course, choose what you want to pay, and it's all good. And until tomorrow, you'll hear it.